Welcome out there in podcast land to another riveting episode of The Album Argument. I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. And we are so happy to have you with us today. Today, we want you to take that giant jagged pill and give it a good swallow because we are covering Jagged Little Pill by the Alanis Morissette. This legendary album. Very cool. It is a nice, brisk October day. We are happy to have you with us. We've Hopefully, got, you are happy to be with us. Yeah, and so, sorry to, to jump in. We've got our, our coffee going, and sorry I didn't make you pumpkin spice. I'm no, sorry. that's okay. I don't like pumpkin Do you, spice. You don't? No, 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 no. I'm not a I'm not a big pumpkin spice person. I go for pumpkin spice. My wife and I we 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 throw a little uh, the pumpkin spice in the coffee when you make it. I admit I don't want to pay the the surcharge of a. Uh, uh, we won't name those companies out there that sells coffee at stores that everybody goes to, but. Um, you know, the, the sugar and all of that aside, I, I do like pumpkin spice. But I think the big thing for us right now is we have switched from the iced coffee back to the hot coffee. Yes. So for those out there that can't see us, we usually have some type of coffee and you might hear a little jingle in the background in previous episodes and we were in the iced coffee phase and now we've moved to the to the hot coffee and it, yes, it is, uh, the leaves are turning outside and it's nice. It's, it, it kind of brings me back to this sweater weather, the, um, Flannel weather. I don't flannel know why I can't weather. Think of flannel. Yeah. And so that kind of is, you know, a good segue to these nineties. Reminds you of movies like album. singles and stuff and Oh, singles, yes. Yeah. Flannel. Singles came up, yes, uh, uh recently. I just learned that it was somewhat uh there's a TV show that was based off of singles. Wait, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Learn something new. Friends. Oh <laughs> and if you think about it, friends and singles. They are pretty much the same, aren't they? Yeah, just set in a coffee shop and things like that. But anyways, <laughs> wow. for those that don't like the 90s, you're crazy because <laughs> the 90s... The 90s were awesome. They were awesome. They right? were great music, great clothing. Uh, Dial-up internet, not so great. Not No, that was awful. I, I think regular internet now, whatever we call regular Wi-Fi. I mean, there are beauties. Wi-Fi. Of, of Wi-Fi, yeah. Wi-Fi. Beautiful things of the current 2022, but uh, the 90s, yeah, they were pretty cool. So we are so happy that you have joined us today. And again, sorry for the tangent, but we just have to discuss the beautiful weather every now and then. Jeremy, this was your pick. Tell me, why did you pick Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette? So, um, good good question. I, Of course, I own this album. Do you own this album? Oh, I do. Okay, good. Yes. So we'll get that out of the way. Um, it was released in 1995. I did not own it at the time, but uh, I don't know. I purchased it probably five to ten years ago on CD. Um, just going back and realizing these are great songs. And I think I was just looking for, I don't know, one of those albums to see if it kind of stood the test of time based on some recent albums. And I stumbled across this. I go, of course, Jagged Little Pill. And um, I don't know. It's it's got so many great songs. It's got I don't know what uh, twelve, maybe thirteen songs if you look at it. Yeah, I think it just the, depends on where you're you're listening to whether it's twelve or thirteen. Yeah, twelve unique songs because they, they kind of re, re revamp the you ought to know. But um, half of the songs were singles. I mean, it's on. Wasn't Mike, it seven? Yeah, seven six, songs. I had six, and six? then there okay. there might have been another song here, maybe on radio that kind of got picked up. But that's I a mean, lot of singles. This album is in Michael category right and in what way what do you mean like it, the whole it, album is singles yeah the whole album singles okay. um gotcha depending gotcha. on where you're looking at how many albums sold it sold anywhere from 25 million ah gotcha. record sold up to i've even seen 33 million copies maybe uncertified things like that but it is one of the best selling albums of all time so basically what you're trying to say is our listeners out there 
you ought to know this album. Yes, I think that's how I sent it to you, right? I said, okay, <laughs> yeah. Jagged Little Pill by You Ought to Know. You Ought to Know. That right. is correct. You did. Um, and then I think maybe a side note. This is the other thing that uh, I can, it brought to mind uh, while thinking about this album. So um, the late, great Taylor Hawkins did not play on this album. No. But he was a touring musician for yes. Alanis Morissette in and this He's era. in the video, too, for You Ought to Know. He's, yeah. he's the drummer in the video. So I think I thought of that in terms of seeing the great concerts they've had recently. And uh, you Did know, you see the, the the My Hero performance with his son? That's like, It was rocking. I, I had to show that to my wife. I'm like, even if you don't like the song, which I love the song, oh, yeah. but like, it just, what a beautiful moment. Yeah. Like, that's, and, and my hat's off to that kid, what is his name, Shane? The fact that he was able to keep it together, like, wow. All of them, right? So um, seeing a lot of videos out there, unfortunately, you know, he passed away not too long ago. And um, thinking of that and seeing some videos, I go, oh, yeah, he kind of toured with her her at the time and things like that. And um, which funny note about the tour, I'll come back to that in a little bit. But I don't know. It It just was on my mind. And I said... Let's take a listen, and I just you know kind of wanted to see what you thought about it. Um, yeah, you know other things too about the album. Real quick, it was the best selling album of 1996. That's not surprising. Um, it peaked at number one on Billboard 200 in the U.S. Uh, it was uh, Billboard's top or best selling pop album of the 1990s, which is pretty crazy. It uh, had many more nominations. It had uh, at least four Grammys, one. So in 1996, Grammys for Best Female Rock Vocal Performance and Best Rock Song for You Ought to Know. And then Best Rock Album and Album of the Year. So another Album of the Year winner. That is incredible. And I, I, you know, I just found out an interesting fact about this album. I'm not going to share it right now, but I literally just found out this really cool fact about it via TikTok. Yeah, and, I, and I wonder if we – I'm not going to huh. say anything about it now because I want to see if you bring it up before I say something okay. about it. But, okay. Um, um, go ahead. Yeah, a couple other things. Sorry. Uh, just to mention, it was produced and co-written with Glenn Ballard, and I wanted to mention him. So he, he's produced and worked with uh, many other artists, but one notably was Michael Jackson ah. back on the Thriller album. So they worked on a song that was not released on Thriller. He also did end up co-writing Man in the Mirror with Michael for a later album, but uh, I just thought that was an interesting um, kind of uh, fact, because if you want to go back and learn more about Thriller, you might want to check out episode nine from The Album Argument. Episode nine. Where we talked about Thriller and uh, Ryan's love for Thriller. What a great episode, by the way. And if you have not gone back and listened to our back catalog, please do so. You'll, you, you will not be disappointed. Plus, also, look at the Spotify playlist that Jeremy puts out for us. And uh, yeah, Ryan did not like Thriller at all. So but no. that's that, that was a joke. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there, the throwback to another album. Um, it was famously recorded for the most part on something called ADAT. So for those uh, non-audio people out there, ADAT was basically audio on VHS tape. What, seriously? Yes. It was made by Elisis, Elisis Digital Audio Tape, and they were on essentially VHS tapes, and it was the sound of the 90s. So That's a real thing? If there was a bite to this album and certain albums of the 90s when ADAT was popular, it was kind of a segue from analog tape to Pro Tools, and Pro Tools was out at this time, but in other DAWs, digital audio workstations. But yeah, it was, it was a real thing, and uh, I've read many articles about how it was recorded, and it was kind of like the home studio version of studio 
recordings in those days. And Glenn Ballard at his studio had eight ats. You could have multiple machines synced together. So you could do eight tracks on one, another eight on another, and you could sync them all up. And um, yeah, I, I uh, did not have the wonderful pleasure of recording on eight ats, but I have actually um, worked on some eight ats kind of um, in the background and been able to play with some when I was doing an internship. That's wild. Is this kind of like a, a, a like a VHS versus beta thing where one technology was going to outlast the other and they were competing against each other? Yeah, I, I think it was kind of um, it just uh, maybe at the wrong place at the wrong time for ADAT. I gotcha. mean, it just uh, computers got stronger, more powerful. Yeah, so Pro, Pro Tools, Tools took won over. out. Yeah, they just won out. So I don't know if they were necessarily competing. They were, but for the home market. Yeah, but the, for the convenience of Pro Tools, I mean, you can't deny how how much nicer and easier it is to record certain things on pro tools versus on, on like a certain kind of tape. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just like, um, imagining, um, doing anything on a, on an iPad, like controlling your lights on your house or your thermostat versus going out and trying to push up, down, up, down, up, down on the actual device. (laughs) Um, old school way. Um, so yeah, it's the beauty of pro tools. That's what we record on here too. So yeah. A slight shout out to Avid and Pro Tools. But we, we are professionals. We yes. are professional podcasters. Yes. And we record on fancy equipment. Yes. It has pro in the name. It must be professional. It must be professional. Um, one last, a uh, couple last things about uh, this album. Uh, it was turned into a musical in 2018. No way. I thought that was interesting. I, serious? I've not seen or uh, heard <laughs> awesome. much about it other than that. And I think it was a short run musical. And, um, yeah, I might want to check that out. Maybe there's some videos out there. So everybody's jumping on the whole uh, American idiot bandwagon. Why man. not? Yeah. So hey, I, good for it. In terms of does it stand the test of time, maybe that is a sign. So, you know, when you talk about standing the test of time, uh, going back and listening to this album, it was very interesting. One, because I used to listen to this record uh, a lot of times while doing homework growing up. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but yeah, I was a teenager. We were both teenagers during the 90s. And... I, I, you know, I, I would do homework and I'd put this album on. And, and so a lot of that, a lot of those memories came back to me, which was kind of cool, I guess, like, you know, adolescence and angst and stuff. I felt like the album, I did not connect as much to the album this time as I did back then. Interesting. And, and I, I wonder if that's just, you know, maturity, progression, getting older, something along those lines. Well, throwing one, uh, another fact out there, maybe uh, she was, Alanis, that is, she was only 21 when it was released. Yeah. So, and maybe 19 and 20 while all of the songs are being written and co-written with Glenn. So think about that, you know, when we were in our yeah. teenage years, you're, you're relating to a lot of the lyrics and the angst, as you mentioned. And um, yeah, I could see that. Correct. Uh, now, I will have to say, this album, all the singles on this album are extremely perfect. I mean, like, they are to a T, beautiful, beautiful singles. Um, what's the first one? All I Really Want, the the opening track of the, mm-hmm. of the record. Wonderful song. I mean, it's, like, psychedelic. It's fun. It's, re- I mean, like, the vocals, the vocals on this entire record are impressive. And the fact that Atlantis takes these uh, these these measures that are, different they're odd they're not normal and like whether it's certain vibrato or it's her voice inflections it's really 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 neat to hear somebody experiment like that and see that it was successful yeah and uh, i read a little bit in terms of the album they didn't really know what to expect it was her first kind of worldwide album they thought that this might be just an album to get to the next album which is crazy to think 
that now it's one of the best-selling albums of all time. It's, well, it's funny because a lot of people don't realize that she actually had a couple albums out before this that were yeah. like more like mall pop albums in Canada. Yeah, it was more localized to Canada, and then, um, yeah, she just hit gold in this point. And it was, I mean, think about the time, mid-'90s. It was the yeah. angst of, you know, grunge and alternative rock, and so they definitely ran with that, and... Um, yeah. So, what if you had to say maybe your best? You want to start with the best? Or you so want to yeah, go with the worst? I'll go with the, my my favorite song um, on this album is is Head Over Feet. You've already won me over, in spite of me. And don't be alone if I fall. Head over feet, and don't be surprised if I love you for all. It's a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. It, it was a hard choice between this one, Ironic. Uh, as much as You Ought to Know is a very popular song, that's not, I, and I love that song. Don't get me wrong. It's not one of my top ones, though, on this record. Uh, but there's just something about this song that is lovely. It, it's, it makes me feel good when I hear it. It makes me be appreciative of who I'm with or who I've been with, uh, be it friends or, or my wife. It's just it it has a great feeling to this song, and I I really appreciate that um, lyrically, the music. It's all just perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, I think it's very relatable. Um, there there are albums and artists at certain times that you know people just kind of latch onto, and whether it's like a Nirvana for whatever answer to a previous time, or a folk album like a Bob Dylan, or something's relatable to the times. And um, like you said, you know, it's maybe not as relatable right now, but I think music-wise, it still kind of sits. You hear them on the radio. It was made into a musical. Yeah. Um, I think it it it's amazing to think that somebody twenty years old wrote these songs. Oh, totally. And and you know, and and again, it was. I'll, I'll have to tie Weezer back into this somehow. I always have to find a way to put Weezer into this. Weezer's first record featured some, you know, harmonica stuff in, in, in it. And I loved that Weezer added the harmonica to certain songs. And so with Hand in My Pocket, like, hearing that harmonica, it really, I really want to pick that song because of it. Because it's it's interesting. It's, it fits so well. It's like, it's odd, but it fits. It's perfect. And that's the way I feel like a lot of these songs are, including the song Perfect, which I feel like is a really good song as well. I used to relate to that one a lot as a kid. My brother being this sensational person, he's he's a great dad, he's a great father, husband. Uh, but he he's he's a genius. He went to Yale. He worked really hard. He almost made the Olympic team in soccer. And you know, and hearing the song "Perfect," I related to that because I wasn't close to that, you know. But it gave me something to strive towards. You're perfect in my eyes. Oh, thank you, Jay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh man! So if you had to say one song, uh, it, it's difficult it, for me. It's difficult to choose one song, but let's just yeah. say if you agree. So you're saying as an album, it's pretty good. Overall, it's pretty good. Um, I will have to say it does not hold up as well over time for me. Right. But that's me. Now, when my wife was listening to this record with me in our in my truck and stuff, she was she was totally vibing. And I'm like, "Did you have this record? You know, in the '90s?" She's like, "Oh yeah, I did." So I mean. It still holds. It still holds up. It's still a good record. Um, I I totally get why it has sold so many millions of copies. So if you had to choose one song, though, 
that's the your your least favorite, or let's just go ahead and say the worst. Or the maybe worst. Least. I and what I and choose? I will fully admit that even when I was a teenager, I skipped the song every time. Mary Jane. Yep, just don't like it. I, you know, it, it, I don't want to say it doesn't fit with the record. I know we say that a lot. Oh, it just doesn't fit with the record. I think it fits fine with the record. However, it's not a song for me. I don't relate to it. I don't connect to it. And, and it is what it is. Yeah, I, I can see that. It's, it's, uh, I don't know, for nowadays time, it has lots of reverb. It almost sounds a little bit more. It's kind of that bridge between the 80s, 90s, which funny enough, yeah. reverb is very in right now. But yes, a different is. type of reverb here um, still sounds 90s, but yeah, it's got a big sound that I could see that too. I, yeah. I It was on my list of maybe least favorite songs too. Yeah, and, and th- this album is really good. So there's going to be a lot of, it's going to be hard to pick the one that doesn't work yep. for me. And then just going back listening through, it was like, eh, I went back to my, my teenage years. I always skip this one. I'm glad that she wrote it. I'm glad that Atlantis has her her album. That's great. This one's not for me. Yeah. All right. So what about you there? Those those are my two picks. And uh, and also, if you agree with me out there, make sure you let me know in the socials. Let us both know in the socials. Jeremy, what is your pick for best song? Um, let's see. So it, it was very difficult. I, I agree. I like all of the singles. Uh, like you ought to know. I think the first song that I heard that I remember probably on like VH1 uh, was probably... Um, Hand in my pocket, I think. Yes. At the time. Such a good song. Yeah. And so um, going back really quick, but uh, fun fact about You Ought to Know, do you know who plays guitar and bass on that song? So that is the fact that I just found out about on TikTok, and I'm glad you're pointing it out. Jeremy, tell us, who plays bass and guitar on this song? At the time, it was one half of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Now, Dave Navarro was playing guitar, so he's no longer in the band. He played for that one album. One Hot Minute. One Hot Minute that had some songs. Maybe we'll cover that at some Dave point. Dave Navarro was in the Chili Peppers for one hot minute. <laughs> but most uh, notably known for uh, Jane's Addiction, of course. Correct. So, um, and then the bass was played by Flea. Flea! So that kind of makes sense. When you hear You Ought to Know and you hear the bass line, things like that. And that's one thing I can really say about this album. The bass on this album is absolutely incredible. And I was telling Jeremy before we started recording that I, you know, when I'm teaching my students at school, I'm teaching them band right now. I'm playing the bass with them while they're they're playing their trumpets and clarinets and stuff. And so I've been paying a lot more attention to bass lately and on all these records. And I was just like, wow, the bass on this album really moves. And it's so cool, especially on You Ought to Know. It sounds like it would be like a solo, but it's not. It complements the song so well, and it drives it forward. Yeah, so it's not my um, – it's it's up there. It's maybe it's tied there. for one, maybe two I or gotcha. three. I got gotcha. you. I got you. I'm not committing to that, but let's hear a little bit of that. Uh, 
Sorry, I was singing along, man. Ryan's jamming out here. So maybe one day we'll do a video along with the podcast. That'd be great. So, but remember, uh, we're, we're just so handsome and just, we don't want to. Way too handsome way, for, for YouTube. So, yeah. So someday, probably not. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's, that's the, you know, the lead single. It, 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 it rocks. It's got and the bass. The it's, bass is just phenomenal. Uh, lyrics wise too, it's pretty cool. It is really cool. <laughs> okay, so is that rumor true that the song I is wonder. about? Was it Uncle Joey yeah. on Full House? Is it really about Uncle Joey? Do you know? I don't know. I, I, I've read a little bit in terms of uh, that's what he thought, and they kind of has she ever like confirmed or I, denied? I haven't. I, I did not find anything about that. Hey, I, there you go. So um, maybe. Uh, We'll never know. We'll let the public decide. Yes. So, but uh, definitely read the lyrics if uh, if you uh, are uh, wanting to learn more about that song. So that is, yeah, twenty year old angst right there. Oh that yes, that and yeah. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. So I think if I have to go with one song though, I'll go with the original one that I heard that I just thought is very unique in terms of just like, hey, things are going to happen to you, um, but it's all right. We're going to be all right. I'm going to flash a peace sign, and it, that is hand in my pocket. Yes. So no matter what happens, you give a high five, you you got a hand in your pocket, and you're just cruising. That is Um, such a good song. I also remember later on in the song, uh, she talks about something, chicken stuff, and I remember that was always (laughs) bleeped out on the radio, (laughs) and you know we're keeping it clean here, but um, I just remember listening for that and going, you know, I think I was 10 years old at the time, 11, so I go, oh, what did she say? What did she say? So I don't know. I just have good memories about that, and I think lyric-wise now, you know, you're, you're broke, but you're wise or whatever you yeah know, it just it just stands the test of time it's definitely relatable uh being that both of us have struggled at times and we've been broke and yet we've still been happy and and look at us now look at us now we're hosting a podcast hosting this podcast um funny enough the uh and i like uh you learn and that's where the the tag of the album yeah. comes from jagged little pill and uh, the video for that's really cool too oh yeah i, yeah. I don't remember that one as much but yeah it's cool to check it out Gotcha. And then, uh, but the one that I have to go with, I just based on sequencing is perfect that I don't like as much. I think if it was at a different part of the song uh, album, I might like it. Now the song's yeah, it's not right bad. Towards, it's what track three, track three. I just, I don't know. I have a problem with all I really want. You ought to know. And then perfect comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And I just tend to skip it. And then I go, sometimes when it's on, I go, but it's not that bad. So real quick, let's listen to that. to measure up, make me so it's one that I agree with you. Uh, lyrically, it's it rocks, yeah. but just musically, I don't know. Just, it's just not there for you. It's not there if I have to pick a song. Again. No, and I, I totally appreciate that. So all the other songs are really great. I also thought maybe Mary Jane could have been there too with one of the songs that I just don't like <laughs> as much. So I think between Perfect and Mary Jane, since you already took Mary Jane, I'll, yeah. I'll choose Perfect. That's but fine. 
I mean, it is just short of a perfect album. Um, it does have that little bite to it in terms of 90s digital recording, now knowing kind of the idea of ADAT. Yeah. Um, but I think it stands the test of time. It's it, it still rocks. Okay, so on your scale that you've had in the past, now let's forget the fact that you currently own the record. Buy it, stream it, or just let it be. I mean, it's tough because, yeah, we already own it, but I... I think I would buy it. I will say that because about five or 10 years ago, like I said, I went out and bought it. So it was something that I did not own going back to the 90s, and I did go buy it. It's not today, but it was five to 10 years ago that I went and bought the CD, and I said, this is great enough. I need to own this. Now, a lot of people out there might not know, there was a Jagged Little Pill kind of part two that was released. It was Jagged Little Pill Acoustic. Correct. Where she went through and re-recorded the entire album acoustically. And I remember being in a coffee shop, writing a screenplay or something like that. I, it was very, yeah, I don't know what I was doing. I was in a coffee shop and I heard it and I ended up going out and buying that record. I like it. I think it's good. Yeah. It was panned. People hated it. And a lot of people still hate it. And I, I don't understand why. I think it's, I think it's cool. It's a nice, nice, all different, you know, version of the record. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's the... The songs kind of stand the test of time if they hold on their own as acoustic. I know The Cure did that a while ago with their greatest yeah. hits. I have that, and um, I don't know. I would. I'm, I was fine with it. it. I like when uh, I personally like when artists go and do a. I don't want to say an update, but just like a different variation of certain songs. I think that's nice. I like hearing the artists do different things with the songs. Yeah, like Pearl Jam actually, they remixed some songs and removed a lot of the reverb from uh, <laughs> from 10 way back when. Um, that was the first time, right, 10? Yeah. Yeah, from the first one. And so they actually have new updated mixes. So an entirely different light. But I like yeah. that because it kind of made it a little bit more modern. You go, okay, yeah, it does stand the test of time. Because yeah. some of these songs, like I said, Mary Jane stick out because of the use of reverb or not as much compression, this or that, whatever. But um, anyways, one last fun fact. Go for it. So she toured on this album for about a year and a half. Crazy That's a enough. a long tour. Uh, do you know who was her opening act? I, I don't know. And this is also a throwback no to another album argument podcast, Radiohead. No, are you serious? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. So, um, if you Pablo Honey era, then yeah. So, um, some of the songs for OK Computer were kind of played on that tour, kind of writing it. And so, some of the the, the video and the, the articles I saw it was kind of funny. They were trying some of these songs out, and people were there to see Alanis, and then Radiohead's up on stage. So, just it, I don't know to That's imagine cool. they're both headliners in my mind now, but imagine at that point Radiohead was opening hey. for Alanis. But a throwback. So, episode one of the album argument. So, we took a look at Radiohead's Kid A. Kid A. So, take a look back. Uh, that was a few months ago at this point. Now, I want to I want to ask you something that's uh, since we are talking about Alanis Morissette, my favorite song by her of all time is not on this album. Do you have that same situation, or or would you say your top pick for her, like your favorite song she's ever done, is on this record? Yeah, I, I admit I I don't listen to a lot of Alanis after this, so I don't own any other albums. I know uh, she had a few more hits throughout after this. Yeah to the late 90s, early 2000s. But um, I would say my favorite Alanis, as, as much as I have listened to her, would gotcha. be on this album. Well, okay. What about you? you um, something else? I absolutely love her song, Uninvited. Hmm. I think that is the best Alanis Morissette song out there. It's It showcases her vocals really well. They're, they're, the music is creepy and eerie, but it's it's got it's powerful at the same time. And if you ever see, there's a live... Uh, 
live footage performance that she did of it that I think was on an award show. And the camera just kind of like pans around her and keeps going around her. And to see like her effort in singing the song, it's just, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. I, I highly recommend people going out there and hearing that version as well. Nice. Yeah. So we'll have to check that out. And maybe uh, she's still touring too. So um, maybe we'll go check out Atlanta's show. That'd maybe. Be cool. Yeah. That'd yeah. be cool. So uh, yeah, please check out. So as Ryan mentioned, we have the... Uh, the podcast playlist that is for the album argument yeah, on, on Spotify. Spotify, or you can look them up on any of these songs on any other service. Yeah, and please go and support the artists. Uh, I know she has sold, kind of like Michael Jackson in that sense, sold millions upon millions of records, but still, please go and support the artists. Go listen to them wherever it is you stream your music or buy your music from. We greatly appreciate that. We know the artist greatly appreciates it. And you can also visit us at thealbumargument.com. Or any of the socials out there. Yeah, let us know what you think. Does this stand the test of time? Do you like these Atlanta songs? Do you like later Atlantis? So um, let us know what and your I would, thoughts. I would also like to invite people that if you want to hear a certain album covered, let us know. I would love to get some some fan submissions. Yeah, so we definitely have a, a certain theme to a lot of our albums. You know, if, as you guys are listening to us. Uh, over the episodes, uh, you know, what we're 13 episodes in, that we like the 90s and we like the 2000s, but we can go back to the 80s, the 70s, or maybe a different style. Oh, we yeah. might take something that's uh, maybe an album we don't know. So we'll see. Yep. Let us know, we'll please. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Please check out our back catalog of episodes and look for Jeremy's Spotify playlist. Thank you so much. We are the album argument. I am Ryan. I'm Jeremy. Deuces. We are out.